y'all. It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. And we are one more week closer to Christmas and all that that involves for each of us. And so I hope, again, that you are taking the time that you need to just reflect and enjoy this season. Don't get trapped into the, the hustle and bustle and the, and the have-to and this and that. tell y'all that I was very close to being in that headspace in the the past couple weeks. Shelby has asked for a pair of shoes. Of course, the hardest pair of shoes to find on a website or in a store anywhere. So much so that I was on a a website um, twice trying to order it and before I could hit submit and pay, uh, they sold out. Uh, within a few minutes and so just this crazy phenomenon I don't know if that's what I would call it but that these these pairs of shoes have just set the world on fire for some reason and so right after I couldn't get these pairs of shoes twice online you know I would look on store websites they wouldn't be there that little bit of panic and anxiousness was about to set in and and I just I just stopped and thankful for the Holy Spirit to just say, hey, this isn't what this is about, Carmen. You need to take a deep breath. If your child gets the shoes, she gets the shoes. If not, it's not going to ruin your your season. So remember what Jesus did and then think about the shoes. Well, I'm thankful to announce or to report that we were able to find the shoes. My poor child had to go to the store with us and pick them out and try them on so she knows that she's getting them, but we have them. And I, I've put my hands up of that. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. So I hope that, uh, that you will be careful not to get into a panic. The perfect gift is so elusive. But today, talking about the perfect gift, we are going to talk about that. And we're going to look at... This idea that Bethlehem is the birthplace of peace. And the other morning, I, I think it was, I don't know, maybe, I know it wasn't Saturday morning because I try and sleep late, but maybe it was Sunday morning. I got up before um, anyone else was awake. Shelby had several friends over for a sleepover, so they were all still upstairs asleep and Brian was still in the bed. And so I just got up, made myself a cup of coffee, turned on the Christmas lights on the tree and just sat in my living room reading this portion of scripture that we're going to look at today. And it was just so peaceful and quiet that it just kind of enveloped me and, and enveloped my heart that this is a peace. While that peace of me sitting in the living room sipping my coffee was temporary because eventually Brian would wake up and come out into the living room and then four teenage girls would wake up and start being loud and getting ready and doing hair and all that, laughing and and such. But the peace that we're going to talk about today is permanent. Again, like that hope that we talked about, that Jesus brings a hope that doesn't float. It's a hope that sinks. It's heavy. It's going to stay. He also brings a peace that passes all understanding. And so let's jump in and read the scripture for today, and then we'll talk about it. We're in Luke chapter 1, 
and we're going to start in verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Okay, peace. This word peace means a freedom from disturbance or a tranquility, a state of calm, freedom from strife or discord. God promises peace, and we see that in Psalm 85, 8. I'm going to get to it and read it. I will listen to what the Lord will say. He promises peace to his people, his saints, but let them not return to folly. So God promises peace. We see this all throughout scripture, and we'll talk about some of these later on. The angel's appearance caused Mary great distress. We see that in verses 26 through 29. Was she at peace? Was she at peace before the angel arrived? I'm sure she was, maybe she was in her room or outside doing some chore that she does every day, but she may find peace in that. But was she at real peace? Here we see that she was quickly, greatly distressed and troubled. This word troubled means acutely distressed through and through. So this was the only emotion she was feeling when the angel appeared. I mean, I would think I would be that way too when if an angel popped in on me and especially gave me this news. But he greeted her in a way that was that made her feel special, I'm sure. You who are highly favored. I wonder what made her so highly favored. So the angel's appearance caused Mary great distress, but then the message that he gives is a message of peace. We see that in verse 30, that she's highly favored. She's found favor with God. That would bring me peace. And she would be with child and give birth to a son and his name, Jesus. His name alone brings peace. Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew word Joshua, which was a common name, meaning the Lord saves. So even the name that she was to give this baby is a name of peace. So the angel's appearance caused Mary great distress. The angel gives a message of peace, and this child will bring peace. We see that in verses 31 and 32. Oh, in verse 33, it says, He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. That's 
a situation, a circumstance of peace, when somebody's kingdom will never end, when we think about the opposite of peace is war, invasion, turmoil, when you have a stable kingdom that never ends, I would say that's going to be a place of peace. And then her question in verses 34 through 37 is answered with peace. The angel tells her, this is how it's going to happen. This is what you can expect. Yes, while this situation is not ideal, this is what God's chosen to bring about. And then verse 37, I love, for nothing is impossible with God. What other type of a statement can bring peace? For nothing is impossible with God. And then we see Mary give a response that's full of peace in verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. How can Mary respond in this way without supernatural peace present? Is that why she was highly favored? Because God looked down at her and saw a teenager that was obedient? Perhaps that would get favor in my eyes. wonder if my child's listening to this right now. Be obedient, then you'll get favor. But her response was full of peace. Her obedience was going to bring her a life that would thereafter, from that moment on, she would have to have supernatural peace that she had at this moment to see her life through. In the very near future, she would experience ridicule, shame. She would experience having to tell Joseph that she was pregnant and explain to her by what means and then have the peace that he would do the right thing. I'm sure she had to have a conversation with her parents that she was pregnant. She would have to have peace through the fact that would anybody believe this story that she was saying, that she was telling. And then for those of us who have been pregnant, you need peace for that pregnancy journey. For when you get uncomfortable or you have to ride a donkey to Bethlehem pregnant, you got to have peace. I'm so fascinated by Mary just knowing that she was a young woman, highly favored, and to hear her when she speaks, and it's recorded in Scripture, the things that she says. Right after this, she goes and visits her cousin Elizabeth, who the angel referenced. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 46 through 50, 55, we get Mary's song. So this is her word. She's speaking this back to God, a song of praise. If you have some time this week, take a look at that and see how she's expressing herself. And she says, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. This is peace. This is a heart full of peace that's not looking at the circumstance and what the obstacles that lay before her she's looking at the amazing thing that God is going to do through her and she has peace we flip over in Luke chapter 2 and we see that she speaks again well no she doesn't speak um, excuse me she does say that or this verse does says that while they were there the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger 
because there was no room for them in the end. We see Mary's actions here. That in spite of not the idealist, the most ideal place to have a baby, she made the best of it. This shows her integrity, shows that she has peace. No, this, the situation is not turning out how it, and the circumstance are not how they should be. I don't know about you, but I don't think any woman should be, be able, should have to give birth in a stable. But she did, and she did what she needed to do to make the baby comfortable. That's peace. In verse 19, we see that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. She's introspective. She has inner peace that helps her to appreciate all that's going on around her and all that this baby brought to her life and to the lives of so many others. And then in Luke chapter 2, later on, we see in verses 41 through 52, this is where Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple and they happen to leave him there. And she speaks up when they go back and find him. She says, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. So here we get a glimpse of she lost that peace for just a little bit. And here we see Jesus' first words that are recorded. Why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? So when Mary responds or when she speaks, we can see that it is a place of peace. Maybe she's losing her peace a little bit like you and I do sometimes. So how can we have peace? I think the first thing that we have to recognize is that Jesus is our peace. Jesus is the only one who can give peace. He tells us in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So where does our peace come from? It comes from Jesus. Secondly, we have to recognize that we cannot have and experience this peace without salvation, without believing on Jesus as our Savior. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the ultimate peace. Because of sin, sin brings us disruption and turmoil between us and God. And Jesus and his salvation that he offers, remember his name means the Lord saves, brings us that peace, reconciles us back to God. And the third thing is that peace is our aid. Once we have recognized that Jesus brings peace, Calling on him as our Savior reconciles us to God, brings peace with God. Then when we have that peace inside of us, it is our aid that we must trust in God and keep our mind on him. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, You, meaning God, will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord the Lord is the rock eternal. So that peace, eternal peace, everlasting peace, a peace that passes all understanding. How can we walk into a situation and have peace? Because we have Jesus. And because when he was born in Bethlehem, he brought peace. He brought peace to Mary and Joseph. He brought peace to the shepherds. 
He brought peace to the wise men. And he brought peace for every person that would live, that would recognize that he is our peace, that would call on him for salvation and bring peace with God. And then let's call on him every day. So to keep our minds in perfect peace, to aid us in everything that we face today and every day moving forward. Rely on him for that peace that you need to face whatever you're going to face today. Let's pray. To God, thank you so much for this day. God, thank you for the peace that you give. The peace that even when it's inside of us, we really can't understand. God, I thank you that Jesus is our peace. That he gives a peace that's not temporary that won't change from circumstance to circumstance, but that is everlasting, that is eternal, that is going to stick around. Help our minds to be steadfast on you and this perfect peace that you give. We trust in you, God, and we thank you for Jesus. And we pray in his name, amen. All right, y'all. Okay, so next week we're going to go to Bethlehem and look at it as the birthplace of good news. The gospel came to earth. And we'll see how a group of lowly shepherds were impacted in the little town of Bethlehem. I hope you'll join me then. And um, have a great week. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life he died on a cross he was buried in a tomb and then three days later he arose from the dead victorious over sin and death believe that he did that for you and then the third thing to do is to confess confess that Jesus Christ is your savior it's as easy as that I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with Him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel-Centered Podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.